0: Like as soon as people hear me like speak and they know I'm not from here, they treat me differently, you know? They treat me like I am worthless, you know? Because maybe I can't speak um, like a 33 year old in English, right? When people would like hear me speak, they'll be like, oh, she's, you know, whatever. (laughs) She doesn't know what she's talking about because maybe I could not speak or express myself in the way that I can express myself in Spanish.
1: That was Cristina Del Ollo, my partner, and this is the Mixed Gen Podcast.
0: The Mixed Gen Podcast. Because the world is mixing.
1: Welcome to the Mixed Gen Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Clifton, and I'm doing this interview solo today, having this conversation solo today. because um, we're in this crazy quarantine and and yeah, it's caused us to kinda think differently about how how we do everything and including podcasts. All right, so I'd like to welcome you all to I'd like to welcome Christina Deloyo to the show. Welcome Christina.
0: Thank you, Paul.
1: So how's everything going with the quarantine
0: uh good so far so good
1: like even though you're stuck with me all day every day and i drive you crazy
0: no it's okay it's not that bad
1: and i'm actually i'm actually having a having a lot of fun because i feel like we have a lot more time to talk and get to know each other while we still respect each other's space and like we both are working from home um we're really privileged to be able to work from home and and, um and blessed in that way, um we still like have time to be separate, but then we also are, are able to come together for a lot of time and it's like the, the most time we've spent together in our entire relationship.
0: yeah, I think this quarantine time has been great um in the sense of you know as a couple, we are having a lot of time to get to know each other in a you know deeper way of course, the quarantine also you know adds some more, you know, just stress and anxiety, which is not good for couples, but we also have time to talk through it and, um, you know, get to know each other better, which is sometimes, you know, really hard when we have our stressful lives.
1: Yeah, and through the quarantine, I feel like I've learned a lot from you. It's also given us, like, I I feel like I'm a cleaner person. I feel like I'm a cleaner person than I was before the quarantine, because I've been able to, you know, spend more time at home and kinda of take care of things and and like today we cleaned the garage which was really cool. The other day you helped me clean my closet, which is was a disaster and always has been, like my entire life. But <laughs> now I'm like excited. I have like pictures in my closet, which is cool. I never thought of that before. Yeah, it's looking
0: pretty dope. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then and then the garage is looking
0: Great. Now we have um, time for a special projects and deep cleanings and, you know, just organizing. And
1: Today, we're just in this couple's conversation. We really just want to talk about our relationship as a mixed couple and like what experiences we bring to the table. Christina, can you just tell them like, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and who you are? Sure. They know me so well.
0: <laughs> sure. So... Um, As Paul said, my name is Cristina del Hoyo. Um, I'm 33 years old, and I uh, was born in Spain, in Malaga, uh, in southern Spain. And um, I moved here to the U.S. uh, 11 years ago. I've been living here since then, Um, so yeah, I'm an immigrant. Yes, English is my second language.
1: You're doing an amazing job, by the way.
0: Thank you. Well, I mean, it's been 11 years, so (laughs) I've got some practice. But yeah, my first year here was, you know, horrible because I felt so out of place um, in all senses, culturally, linguistically, basically in terms of everything. Um, But yeah, now 11 years um, later, I feel, I mean, I still don't feel like I'm from here because I'm not.
1: So you mentioned um, like the first year especially was really tough. Mm Mm-hmm. What, what kind of surprised you? What, um, what made it so hard?
0: Well, I couldn't really speak English well, um, and to make it even worse, I was able to understand. Um, but by the time I wanted to, you know, like respond to someone, that person had already moved on to another conversation. And it was a little creepy or weird to be like, oh, about that 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 thing that you said 10 minutes ago, I want to add this, <laughs> so, you know. So I basically could not follow any conversations um, almost at all. And I could only say like, thank you or, you know, like stuff that doesn't really, you know, move anything forward. It was really hard to make friends. I had no friends. Um, you know, my job was, you know, I had a four-year degree. I mean, you know, I had studied at the university. I, you know, I I, I could do hard, important, or, you know, difficult, interesting jobs if I were in my homeland, you know, in my home country. But since I was here, I was babysitting, you know. Um, so that, you know, babysitting, it's not like a very interesting job, you know? It's just a survival kind of like kind of like job, right? Like you take it because you need the money. And you know, the kids that I was taking care of, they were great, but it was not something that I was envisioning myself doing after finishing a four-year degree. So those are things that you have to do in order to start a new life in a new country while you're learning the language. But it is hard. It was hard for me to have that kind of job because it was a hard job, also low paid job obviously. And you know, it was it was hard. It was tiring. It was very tiring to take care of two girls. Uh one was a baby, the other one was a toddler. So they would take pretty much all my energy. And then I was studying I was studying English as well at night. And then I got another job, so I had two jobs. I was babysitting the two girls three days a week. Plus, I had another job other two days a week. I had no friends, you know. So yeah, it was a lot of work. Yeah, and a lot of pressure, and a lot of pr- a lot of pressure of like just not feeling that I was that that I liked, you know, the culture here, like some aspects of the culture here.
1: What, what aspects? Where? Well, were hard for you to, for, hard for you to adjust to.
0: It's just, it's just very different. I feel like uh, in Spain, people are very, um, we like to party, we like to make friends, we like to talk to strangers, we like to have fun. We're all the time like on the street, you know, having beer or wine or whatever. Like, you know, it's a very social, extremely social place. So I feel like even if you don't have friends, it's like easier, right, to make friends because people are just, you know, just want to have fun and stuff and... They're very open. They like talking to strangers and getting to know people that are not from there. You know, they're just, I don't know. It's just different. And here I feel like people are a little afraid of strangers and they don't, they are not as open. They're, it's more like an individualistic kind of like approach in life. And I was living in the wrong place too. So I was living in a very, very residential area. So I think it was, if I was living in downtown Denver or like Cap Hill or you know, just, just, just neighborhoods where you can walk around, maybe meet someone or you know, go to coffee shops or you know, where more like young people are and stuff, um, maybe it would have been a little bit different. There were no immigrants around me, you know, it was just, just like uh, American white families with kids pretty much. All around do, us.
1: do you think that like being in a being in a uh, majority like white area, um, non-immigrant area like that affected the way that you adjusted to America? You know,
0: I would walk around the neighborhood and I wouldn't feel identified by anyone. You know, I just didn't feel like I had almost anything in common with anyone around. You know, around us, around where we lived.
1: So I think that segues into like a big question: Do you identify as white?
0: Um, I guess it's a tricky question. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I don't know. I think, um, you know, when I lived in Spain, um, I was never asked that question. So I was never asked in any form in school or at work or at the university, in any form that I had to fill out. I was never asked what was my race, what was my ethnicity, you know they don't ask those questions in Spain. I had never had to answer those questions when I started learning English here i um i uh you know I went to like this like uh, English school um for immigrants uh, they focus you know mostly on immigrants um, low income um, immigrants and uh i uh, you know I went there because I didn't really have almost any money um so it was a pretty inexpensive place so I went there you know when I when I uh, was uh, filling out the forms to to sign up for for the English course um, I was asked that question what was what is your race what is your ethnicity and I had to think about it so I'm from Spain so I guess when I see Hispanic I feel like I guess I'm Hispanic because Hispanic comes from Spain and I'm from Spain so I guess maybe I'm Hispanic right when I see Latin, I also feel like maybe I'm a little Latin, but I also I am not from Latin America, so I don't know. I I guess maybe they are referring to just Latin America, so then I'm not Latin. Um,
1: I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I've heard uh, Spaniards like consider themselves Latinos. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've heard that before. Is that common?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess yes. I mean, I guess we can consider ourselves Latino, but. Again, I just don't know what the definition of Latin really is. Is it from Latin America? Because if it is, we are not from Latin America.
1: Yeah, and, it, and it, it's like one of those concepts that is it's like people can make up rules. Yeah. Like something is something is definitely like written down of what this is La this is Latino, this is Hispanic. Yeah. But like still like it people, you know, are able to kinda choose how, what their definition of that is.
0: Yeah, so I could consider myself also a Latin, uh, Latina. Um, and most, yeah.
1: most of your friends, like the friends that you have made in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Colorado, are Latin.
0: Yeah, they are all, almost all of them are Latin. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I consider myself white in the sense that my skin is white, Um, but I don't consider myself white in the sense of I am not an American person. Um, and I don't have the culture of an, of a white American person, you know? So I don't consider myself white in that sense because I am not, because I am from Spain, you know? And culturally, I'm very different from someone from here. When
1: someone looks at you, they might, you know, definitely assume, oh, it's, it's a white woman. But when you speak, what do you think changes in people's minds?
0: Well, they always say that I have a very, um, some people say funny accent, some people say interesting accent, some people say exotic uh, accent.
1: Do people try to guess like where you're from?
0: Yes, always. (laughs) And they're always wrong. Um, They usually say, I mean, I've heard so many things, but. They've
1: said are you from The big one is Mexico, right?
0: Um for people who don't really know a lot of Latin people, yes. But for people who know a lot of Latin people, they usually say if I'm from like Venezuela or like Cuba or um, Dominican Republic, all of those those countries. Sometimes I've heard Argentina, but I, I'm not sure why they say that because I don't speak like an Argentinian person, but I've heard that too.
1: Take us back to Spain uh, when you were growing up. Um, you mentioned that you didn't, you know, you never were asked in school like what race you were or anything like that. Did you, Did you experience, did you see racism in Spain? Is that something that you noticed?
0: Yeah, I mean... We're just not very used to uh, being with people of other races, like black people, you know, like here in, in the US, I feel like, well, it depends on the state too. But in some states, you can see a lot of black people. In other states, maybe not so much. In Madrid and in Barcelona, you can see more black people because they're the big cities. That's where everyone goes to like, look for, for work because usually there's more work, more opportunities uh, for work. Yeah, sometimes it's refugees, Um, sometimes it's just, you know, it's just people looking for a better place to raise their families, or, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, men that go to Spain to actually, you know, sell, I don't know, little things like, you know, like uh, bracelets that they make, you know, know, crafts and stuff, and then when they get money, they send it to their families, you know, um, in Africa. Um. To, so basically, to support their families, uh, and they go to Spain because you know they're they're just looking for a better place to.
1: I I think I think um that might have been something that surprised me about Spain when we went. So Christina and I got married in in July, and we, uh, we traveled to Spain. It was my first time actually leaving the country. I got to see Christina's beautiful hometown of Malaga. It was it was a beautiful time. I mean. Um, to get married in Spain was was great Um, we had a beautiful a beautiful ceremony and an after party which most of it I remember
0: (laughs) (laughs) no no you don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I I feel like before going to Spain I my perception was like there's not going to be any black people because that's what I hear about that's what I hear from black folks when we go to Europe like that there's not black people, but like, but I've also heard that it doesn't as, doesn't seem to matter as much. Um, and that's one thing that I noticed, like I, there were some, like you said, some, um, some black people there, the openness that you were talking about before was like the people were just really friendly, really open. Um, I got to make a fool out of my sp- myself with my Spanish for a little while until I just got tired of trying to, like, I got tired of, my my brain thinking so much about what i'm trying to say and how i'm going to say it
0: so going back to your question of like if i think that there is racism in spain i do think that there is racism i have heard many comments from you know many people in my different you know in my life um from comments from you know spanish people um about black people and you know other races as well uh, or other ethnicities. Uh, but I do feel like there is discrimination, um, you know, especially like personally, like, like you know, from person to person. Um, but I think it comes more, it comes from ignorance and it comes from the fact that we are not used to being around black people. So people are ignorant. They don't know um, you know, where they're from, or who they are, or what do they do, they, you know, so I think when you don't know someone, you just, some people just, you know, are afraid, and they just, they just feel like, oh, that person is different, that person is not from here, and if you add the fact that usually the black people that go to Malaga are people who are poor, and who go there to um, look for work. I think people are so used to seeing that, that they identify black people in Malaga, right? With uh, people who are poor. So I feel like sometimes there is discrimination about a race, a certain race or a certain ethnicity, as long as they are poor. But if that's, you know, a person just from that race or ethnicity has money, somehow it changes the perception of people. Somehow people see those people differently just because they have money.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, so then uh, compare that with the racism you see in the United States. What um, what examples of racism have you seen in the U.S.?
0: Well, I mean, I feel like things here are very differently just because there is so much, um, like, recent history of um Like, basically, crimes against black people, right? That were completely accepted by the government and the population in general. Um, And it wasn't that long ago, right? So that is very recent. So I feel like those... Sometimes
1: it still happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it still happens, right? I mean, maybe not as common as before, but still happens. Uh, And maybe not so widely socially accepted than before, right? You know, like... Thank goodness people are realizing that it is very unfair to treat people like that
1: yeah and it, like there's that there's the violence piece, but then mm-hmm. there's also the um you know institutionalized racism that yeah that folks of color in America face yeah um have you seen that as like as an immigrant like do you see that as um discrimination and racism in in the way immigration laws are enforced?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like at a personal level, there is a lot of discrimination as soon as you hear, like as soon as people hear me like speak and they know I'm not from here, they treat me differently. You know, they treat me like I am worthless, you know, because maybe I can't speak um, like a 33 year old in English, right? When people would like hear me speak, they'll be like, oh, she's... You know, whatever. (laughs) She doesn't know what she's talking about because maybe I could not speak or express myself in the way that I can express myself in Spanish, right?
1: Do you think in those situations that like when somebody sees you, they may think that that they may say that you're white? You mentioned that sometimes you, you identify as white in certain situations when like linguistically, like when somebody hears you speak, does that do you feel like you no longer become a white woman?
0: Yeah, I'm in in yeah. When I speak to someone and they kind of like, I mean, I can see it in their faces and in the way they treat me. You know, all of a sudden it's like, I don't know. um, They treat me sometimes like I'm stupid or something. Like I'm not, (laughs) you know. Um, And it's just a matter of uh, being able to express everything. You know, right? Sometimes you can know a lot, but you know. English is my second language, so maybe I cannot go in depth so much uh, in certain, uh, you know, uh, topics like yeah. philosophy, religion, uh, race, you know, things like that. Maybe I cannot express myself so well in, in English than in Spanish.
1: Yeah, but then, but then like, like you mentioned earlier that first year, how it was tough, like not being able to speak mm-hmm. and like learning the language and everything. Because like when you speak to your friends in Spanish or your family in Spanish, mm. like you, you just go like it. Like, like, but I feel, you know, I feel like that's the culture in, in Spain very much is like yeah. being able to talk and like and chat and talk about multiple topics. Like your first year in coming to the States, like you aren't able to do that all the time. Like a lot of times we, we switch to Spanish, switch back and forth because like we get tired of just speaking English. i mean i
0: do (laughs) i definitely do
1: yeah so i can see how that's like frustrating and then like it kind of like when people hear you speak it they like downgrade you like they doubt your abilities
0: exactly Uh,
1: how do you think that that affected like your dating like your dating life
0: i mean i think for my dating life um it was a plus uh just because Um, for American guys, I was like a very exotic, like fruit, you know, (laughs) like a mango or like a papaya. Right. So, um, A a piña, a piña, exactly. So I think in the, you know, in terms of dating, it was a plus because I became like a super exotic, um, interesting person. Um, you know, because in Spain, I don't have that. I'm not exotic because I'm from there.
1: Uh, Christina and I met on Tinder. So shout out to Tinder couples out there, because we do exist. And uh, why did you swipe right?
0: I swiped right because something that, well, I loved your pictures. Um, In your pictures, I could see that you were a healthy person, that you took care of your body, you know, that you exercised, that you were, you know, you had like the best smile, you know, like (laughs) a really beautiful, big smile. Um, You seem like... Just honest, I mean, from your smile right I the end. I didn't know you. I think I'm a very visual person. I'm an artist. So for me, pictures are important, right? Um, it was nice that you didn't have any, like, bathroom pictures showing your abs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a fan of those. If people. I
1: had abs, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you know, the picture part was good. But then I also like, um, you know, like profiles that have content in it you know like words in it Um, because a lot of people have pictures but they don't have anything they don't have any words or if they have words it's like not looking for something serious period you know so that doesn't really tell me much about who you are and I'm very picky um, with everything and with people too so for me um, you know I read what you had in your profile and you had a lot of things you know you were saying that you were vegan so you know you care about where you're putting your body, which is important to me. Um, you were saying that you were a social justice warrior, which <laughs> I think I was very attracted to that because I think social justice is a very important thing that everyone should you know, think about and work on. Yeah, there were a lot of things that I was um, attracted to.
1: When did being black like, have an impact on your decision to swipe right? When? Yeah. Was it immediate or did was it did, did it not matter at all
0: i mean it I don't think it mattered that much um i do you know i am attracted to black men i mean i have um dated um black men before, but i have also dated you know white men before you know, so I don't think it really mattered uh that much. I was open to you know Black or white, depending on, you know, I'm just attracted to the person. So I was more just worried about, you know, your pictures, your smile, <laughs> uh, the content yeah. on your profile more than, you know, the race of the person.
1: When I swiped right, I was really interested because um, I saw you, there were a couple of pictures you had with your art and you had an amazing smile. Like when you're, when you're, yeah, you're just like very artistic in the way that. I could see that you like in your pictures that you carry yourself. Like I just wanted to have a conversation and noticed you were from Spain. So I believe I um, tried to drop some Spanish in my message. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to be cool, but like (laughs) trying to show that I, you know, was eager to learn more about you. Um, And, and yeah, I think for me, like I thought about race, like as soon as we matched, I was like, you know, because it, it in a lot of ways, I always dated uh, black women, um, black or Latino women. But, um, you know, I had recently started dating white women for the first time and I never really considered it before. So it was like a new it was like a new world. And I was like preparing for conversations that we might have or situations that we might have that just kind of impact our relationship.
0: We've had, had our conversations about race especially about you know your life and your past and your family um, because you're mixed and um, you know you have a white mother and a black dad and I feel like um, we've talked about that and it's a sensitive topic for you and (laughs) maybe I don't understand that much because you know my my parents are both um Spanish so I don't have that experience so I try to listen to you and understand and and I try to put myself in your shoes but it's, it's not as easy because it's something that you know I think you have to I think many things in life you have to leave them to really understand well like really in depth. You, you can try to understand a little bit but there's so many things in life that you have to live and feel uh to really understand someone who has lived something similar
1: yeah and i and i think a lot of times when we get in conversations about race and me being mixed like there's been several times where you said like um but you're white and for me and like where my understanding is about you know my identity like it cuts it cuts when, like it hurts when someone says says uh something like that like matter of fact like you're white because I've, I, and and I think for me, I've done so much work, like being from a white community, being in a white church, that, like the LDS church. I've had to go through an evolution and I've constantly had to prove that I'm black. And yeah,
0: I mean, I, I guess when I say that you are white, I'm not saying that you're just white. I'm just saying you are white and you are black. Yeah. You are both. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Because you do have, you know, a white mother you do have, you know, a lot of white friends. You come from, you know, a, a town and um, a community mm-hmm. that is very white, you know. And I, I'm just saying that, you know, I think you're white and you're black. You're both, you know. Yeah. Like, you don't have to choose a team, you know what
1: yeah. I mean? <laughs> well, see, because cause it's, it's like for Americans, we have such a different perspective than that. Because a lot of times we're, we like force ourselves to choose. And then... Um, and then our conversations are very limited about, about what it means to be a mixed person um, until you get older and then you meet other mixed people and then you start having these conversations and and like it's it was jarring it's like jarring for me too it shook me when you're like you're white and you're black and then and you said it so matter of fact because of you have a different you have a different uh, view on racism as a whole um, you have a whole different perspective from being from spain and then coming here and it being really kind of ambiguous um as to how you're treated like a lot of times you're treated as you're treated as other being in that situation for the first time and so when you say it it's just like i almost feel like it's a clean perspective and like a new perspective on race where my perspective being born in america is forever shaped and warped um off the basis of racism and, and like the huge impact it has in my life.
0: Yeah, um, you know, going back to those forms where you people ask you to, like who you are, what you are, you know, like are you white? Are you black? Are you Asian? Are you you know? I have seen um in some some forms I have seen interracial. So and then it says Asian American, um, African American or A- like you know it, it has like different races and then he has like a dash like a little hyphen so it is acknowledging uh mixed you know people who are you know who like you right yeah. right that has uh parents that is like interracial couple that have you know um that has a child so I, I like that because it's it's not just like okay uh black white or asian that's it they're not there's nothing else because that's not true. There's so much more, you know, there are all kinds of, like, imaginable, you know, like, combinations, right? And everything is so mixed that trying to just say there are three races and that's it, it is very wrong. It is not correct
1: at all. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so digging back into your background, like your your mother was born in Morocco um, and your father um, was from the northern part of Spain.
0: Well, I mean, yes, my mother was born in, um, in, uh, Morocco, um, and, uh, all my aunts and uncles um, I mean, uncles, not ankles, uncles <laughs> were, um, born in Morocco, but my grandparents were Spanish. So, um, you know, it's not like I had Spanish, I mean, Moroccan, um grandparents so i feel like culturally you know my grandparents were were spanish even though they were in morocco but yeah my my mother uh was born in morocco and she uh lived in morocco until she was 15 so you know that's a huge part of your life she used to speak uh french arabic um and spanish you know she remembers um morocco uh with uh, you know she has great memories of her time there and yeah my my father was from basque country which is uh, northern spain uh, close to france so a very different culture right
1: um and yeah uh, and sometimes like different language
0: yeah also my my father uh you know spoke uh, um euskera which is basque and also spanish and uh, yeah they they came from you know different worlds um, but I feel like everyone in Spain I mean especially from southern Spain from, from where I'm from um, in the south uh, we have uh, so many like just um, so much history and, and hundreds and you know thousands of years of mixing uh, cultures and uh, so in southern Spain we used to have a lot of um, Arabic people, uh, there's still some, but, you know, at some point they they conquered Spain, right? So, I mean, especially southern Spain, you know, the presence of Arabic people was, you know, amazing. So we still have so much from the time, you know, when they were there. I mean, like the way uh, streets are, cities are, like everything is just a lot of like Arabic heritage and that's you know that's we we are born in that you know a lot of recipes a lot of the cooking style a lot of the things that we have in our cooking you know a lot of it comes you know from arab from um, arabic people um and arabic cooking um also a lot of the words that we use in malaga and in spain uh a lot of them pretty much any word that starts with al. I mean al, like al, alhambra, alcazaba, almería, alcoba, al. You know, there's so many words that starts with al, and those. I think all of those words come from Arabic. You know, and uh, so we have a lot of like um, you know that heritage. So yeah, I mean we have all of that in our. In our culture, right? So we are very mixed um, in southern Spain. Our history, our art, our um, architecture, our language, our everything is just very. It's like a mosaic. Mm-hmm. You say that, M- yeah. mosaic.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, mosaic. Yeah. Mosaic.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it is that way.
1: I think. I think when uh, one one of the th- places that I fell in love with in Malaga is right in... there's a spot in Malaga where um there's a Roman theater like mm-hmm. from <laughs> from uh like 1st or 2nd century yeah and right behind it is the Alcazaba which was Arabic um, it, yeah it is built um a fortress Built by the Moors mm-hmm. um and when they conquered Spain and then just on that same in that same like square um is the cathedral mm. you know so it's like there's yeah, there there's you a, go. There's, a, there's thousands of years just in mm. this like one spot. There's so much flavor, and in America, it's not like I remember just being on the plane coming back. And I had this experience when we went to Puerto Rico too, coming back to America. It doesn't. There's not as much flavor. Like I mm. love, you know, I, I really enjoy living here in Denver. There was like I could feel like it, and it was it was jarring. I'm going to use that word again. It really shook me like coming back to the States. It was just a different feel. Um, you know, I I could feel I could feel racism. I could feel um I didn't feel as comfortable coming back home. And so I'm looking forward to diving in and figuring out why that is for me. Um but like I really enjoyed Malaga and like the the culture that exists there on um, in spain so we meet we meet on tinder we have our first date and you know we go to um watercourse which is you know definitely my favorite restaurant in denver shout out to watercourse but um a vegan restaurant uh christina's not vegan you know i'm i'm vegetarian and and you know working on my veganism but um aside from not enjoying the food not liking not liking the food i guess like, the food
0: w- the food was okay for being vegan
1: yeah man watercourse has some good meals but uh, like what um, surprised what surprised you about our date and like what what kind of like cultural differences did you find
0: so I think something about that date that really uh, surprised me was that you were very very open uh, for being the first date and you talked to me about everything um You know, your job, your family, your everything. I mean, you even talked about basically growing up as a black Mormon. And you talked about religion a lot. I mean, you talked about everything a lot.
1: Did I I do all the talking? You did
0: most of the talking, I think, (laughs) as I recall. Um, So that to me was surprising, not just from, you know, it's just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not used to men talking so much in general. So that was a little, yeah, surprising for sure.
1: Yeah. Did, did you notice any like cultural differences between what cultural differences have you noticed in our relationship? Uh, Besides like, I like to walk around the house barefoot um, and you think that that's preposterous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a cultural thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like, um, and I don't know if it's so much about culture. Well, I guess it is. Um, but maybe also about gender too. Um I feel like in Spain or like Latin uh, guys um, can be very, you know, just a little bit um, chavonistic uh, or misogynist or, you know, just kind of like, oh, I'm the man and I'm, you know, I don't have any feelings or emotions and I don't cry and I'm going to pay for the meal and I'm going to get you everything you want because you are my date my woman my girl are you
1: trying to say that I'm cheap cheap? (laughs) no (laughs) not
0: at all I'm not saying that I'm just saying that (laughs) I felt kind of like an equal with you and that was very refreshing and nice and something that I really like about you even now um that you, you don't treat me like I am your woman like you know um I feel more like we are part of the same team and Um, you value, you know, of course my, you know, beauty and my, you know, how I look and stuff, but that's not the most important part. You know, you value me for who I am and for, um, what I think, my ideas, my emotions, like everything is a package, right? Um, and with other guys that I've been with, I felt more like my value was in how good I looked and like how, you know how i was dressed and how i was you know my makeup my hair and how attractive i was that day more than the person that i am
1: there's been like i feel like one of the biggest experiences so far that we've had was um like the mall experience you remember that yeah yeah so the so we were in cherry creek mall i rarely go to cherry creek mall like i don't know i've never really just felt super comfortable there
0: and I go there all the time. Yes. So like if I have to go to a mall, I go to the Cherry Creek Mall because because Zara is in there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And uh H&M is in there. All, you know, the European um brands that I like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in the mall, um one of my homies is having a, a you know, um an event you know near the Cherry Creek Mall um for his son and you know, we go we go into a store. We go into Baby Gap to buy a gift, and to find something cute. We find some good stuff, and you know, we're we're he- checking out and we're we're heading out of the out of the Baby Gap. And this woman is like coming close as we're walking out. We're walking pretty fast. We're walking decently, like just ready to move on. She comes up from behind and like looks in our bag, and then you know calls and asks for whoever she was with like hey is my bag do you have my bag is my bag over there um so she was like obviously just like looking in our bag thinking that you know we had stole her purse um and so like it was obvious to me like what that was and and you know that you know she she did it because i was you know i'm black and and uh and so it was like I walked out of the store when when we walked out together, we were walking pretty fast and I I was like, I had to do a double take. I was like, what? Did, like, did that just happen? Did she just check our bag? When I said that to you, you were like, oh, like that you didn't notice, but you were like, if I would've noticed, like I would've, <laughs> you know, that you would have done something and you know, that um, you would have my back in that situation um, immediately it was really cool. Um, I really felt understood and I think in like a lot of our conversations we've had you know like sometimes we get heated sometimes there are like arguments like I get frustrated um, just because our perspectives are so different around race and and, uh, and what it means to be mixed and like in this situation I know that like you would always have my back you would whoop somebody's ass for me and that feels good <laughs> that feels good to be loved in that way
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely, I would defend you, Um, you know, we were just um, another, um, you know, another client in that uh, store, and I just didn't realize that somebody, you know, that that woman looked at our, our, in our bag, you know, I think everything was so fast, I was, you know, paying for the gift and everything that I didn't realize that she was basically assuming that we maybe had robbed, her uh you know just because we looked a little bit you know different um if I had seen that I would have said something to her like you know (laughs) you are not you you know this is not something you are supposed to be doing you know checking my back you're not a security person you're not you're just another client so let me let me see your back
1: yeah, it was like you know, she, like
0: let me see your bag too. Maybe you have something that I own, you know, and maybe you have it in your bag. Maybe you are also, you know, are you know a robber and you are also stealing. Why do we have to be stealing? You know, why are we the ones stealing? You know, yeah. what what's your authority to you know to check my bag? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I didn't I didn't see that, but definitely I would have said something.
1: Because I remember being really upset after, mm-hmm. like when we had gotten to the restaurant, we kind of had we were able to stop and have a conversation about it, and yeah, it was you know you let me you let me talk about it you know he gave me space to to have that conversation. And there was another time when we were going to a, a concert. Who were we going to see? So
0: Natalia Lafourcade.
1: Lafourcade. Yeah. So yeah, we were headed to a concert, and and so we were just like walking down the street. I think we had gotten something to eat before, and we were just walking to the venue, and someone. Like yeah so these uh these kids just like yelling at yelling at me out of their car and they're like hey why are you with a white girl you know and like and they were black teenagers black teenagers and we you know we were holding hands and stuff and then and they said it once and then like kind of drove off but then they were stopped at the stoplight and we like caught up to them and so it was like it was kind of awkward and then they, you know, it was
0: very very uncomfortable. But I felt like they were so close. I don't know, like I wanted to say something back, but I was like, what am I going to say back? Like ignorance is ignorance and yeah. what am I going to say back and they're going to get out of their 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 van and they're just teenagers, they're just kids, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so like I like I even went to go step to the to the car, to their vehicle, and that's when they drove off like super fast. But yeah, man, it, it was like um yeah, it was just like hard to yeah,
0: to be ha- yelled at, to be yelled at on the street just for me being white.
1: Yeah, for be- for being heckled, you know, getting heckled on the street. So I feel like those are the main those are some of the main situations we've been in where um socially, like socially awkward situations.
0: I feel in I feel like in general you know, people think we are very um, you know, Interesting, cute couple, and you know, because we are different, yeah. Um, but you know, you always there. there's always gonna be some people who are just ignorant, uh, who are jealous, um, who are you know, who are just who just don't like um, what they see. Um, I think there are always gonna be some people who are unhappy with uh, their lives or who they are, and they just project that into what they see so they project that into the reality so they are haters right like you know they just don't like what they see and they just they just um express negativity and and hate and they spread um all of that you know hate and uh because we were just you know walking on the street holding hands um you know, it's something beautiful. We were not doing anything to offend anyone, right? So if someone is offended just because we are from different races, that's really their problem. Um, yeah. So yeah, that there, yeah, exactly. we, we all, we're, there's always going to be people like that. And uh, I, uh, I, I, you know, I hope that I didn't, like, you know, I wish I didn't take it so personally because I was, like, affected by that mm-hmm. after that.
1: Um, I think it was, I think it was interesting because then we were going to a concert it was, most, it was uh, you know, a Mexican artist, so it was mostly a Latino audience. And so we were there in a situation where there's not a lot of mixing, a mixed couple together in that setting.
0: Spanish people are, we are very, we are very straightforward and very direct people. Um, so when we see something we don't like or something we think is unfair or, or something we love, we are very expressive about it. And we, you know, we also, you know, we can yell and we can be loud and we can be very um, direct about you know, what we think and what we feel. And, uh, you know, that that can be good or bad, but I feel like in general it's something positive and it's something um, that I like about myself and about being Spanish.
1: See, that's that's like the opposite of the, the American mentality, like we talked about before, is like is to avoid conversations about race at all costs. Uh, it makes it makes uh... or
0: politics or religion <laughs> or sexuality or anything really important yeah. in life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: people end up talking about, you know, uh, superficial stuff like the weather
1: or Netflix.
0: Or, uh, yeah. Or like a, series they're watching or like.
1: Which are, which? I mean, no shade about talking about those topics, having conversations. Yeah. Because we do too. But we're out. like, I think it's. I feel like there's a difference in like being able to have those deeper conversations and like leaning into it, um, learning about a new perspective rather than just super passive of like, if there's a problem. So yeah, we call ourselves team fly because you know, we're a super fly couple. Um, But yeah. So um, do you have any final messages for um, our audience or any insights? I, I know we didn't share like our entire story, our entire backstory, but I feel like we got into a lot of, a lot of issues that we confront as a mixed couple, and talked a little bit about how we deal with those issues. Um, do you have any final thoughts to share with our audience?
0: Um, I guess final thoughts would be um, you know, you know, people need to stay open and you know and try not to assume I, I know it's hard, and I assume too, <laughs> but try to be aware of when you're doing assumptions about people. Because sometimes, a lot of the times, people surprise you, right? Not just assume and uh, put people in a box uh, for the way they look or the way they think or the way they dress or whatever. Um, But, you know, it's important to not judge so much and just really try to get to know someone. And that takes time and that takes active listening and that takes... Um people to be open to that uh journey of getting to know someone in depth, and you know don't be don't be afraid of having crucial conversations because those are the ones that are gonna make that relationship grow and that are gonna make you grow um yeah, and just stay open and stay uh positive and um
1: engaging conversations,
0: yeah, engaging conversations. And also do some like internal work because I feel like that's also super important um, to really be aware of um, who you are and how you interact with people. And when you are judging people and when you are judging yourself, you know, like be aware of those mechanisms because that is really kind of like the path to, you know, for personal growth. Um, for having a, a a life that is going to be uh, more fulfilling and more just positive in general, I think.
1: Ooh. All right, y'all, we'll leave it at that. Um, thank you, Christina, for being on the podcast and recording this with me.
0: Of course, my pleasure.
1: Um, staying positive throughout the quarantine, even though you're stuck with me. Um, but uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. and I'm glad to be able to share it with the world. Shout out to Kimberly Ming um, for creating the mixed gen um, podcast and mixed gen. And um, I'm Paul Clifton signing off, and we'll see you next time. And uh, stay tuned for the for the next episode. Um, And we'll see you next time because the world is mixing. (laughs) All right, good job. did good. All right, peace, y'all. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Instagram at MixedGen. That's M I X D G E N. Or go to our website at MixedGen.com. Thank you for listening. This has been a MixedGen Production.